Welcome to Maximum Role Entertainment, a podcast that takes the time to interview folks within the gaming industry. Today we have Annis joining us from the UK. She is from Dungeons Delinquents, a homebrew creation and all around D&D fantasy nerd. Welcome. Hi. Hey. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, welcome. Uh, so my very first question uh tell tell us about the your 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 uh content creation your company yeah so uh dungeon delinquents is basically my ball of i make too much stuff as homebrew but i don't dm enough <laughs> so <laughs> and that's all of us i i had some mates who were working on a uh resource book for uh D, just like a mini kind of testing the waters and they were struggling with formatting and kind of making the items workable in D D 5e yeah um and they know like i know the game inside out that i do this all the time uh so they were like hey we'll pay you to do this and i was like oh cool that's awesome oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah everybody likes that <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, I get paid to do D&D stuff. Awesome. So I kind of was like, yeah, this is cool. This is something I can do. And then I wanted to make my own tabletop um, RPG game and then resource books for D&D as well. So I kind of was like, if I have this company and I can make items and one shots for other people and then on the side kind of be building up these books, that then eventually I'll release into the world. Okay, this. cool. Yeah. Do you have anything that's uh, out there published right now or in the works? No, it's all in the works currently. Um, I've got a, a D&D 5th edition um, book that should launch some point March-ish next year um, okay. that is basically a resource book for everyone who needs to make games more chaotic or is chaotic enough that they feel like they need to make games more chaotic and it's just items and classes and races that are like it works it's not broken i'm trying to start everything normally however the rp you're going to get out of them is going to be crazy and amazing <laughs> hopefully yeah that's, that's kind of like what i'm doing with with my D, D game it's more of a a ready player one slash modern futuristic D D meshed into one thing uh all the players are getting sucked in from the real world and uh they're in oh, that's a, awesome. yeah they're in a game so they started off like in a borderlands world and now season two they're going into a D D world so but i haven't got to the point where you're creating like i'm doing everything as i go but you know i'd love to put that in like a book or something i just gotta get out of my head yeah <laughs> So that's that's yeah. pretty neat. That's a lot. That's a that's a lot of work to to like design all that. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun, and there's like you know, it, it's one of those things that like it's work, and like there's deadlines, and I'm on a really big project right now for someone that I've got like six days left on, and every time I see the countdown for, it, I'm like, oh god. But at the same time, it's D and D, yeah. and it's fun, and you can just be like someone someday is going to play this game and have fun. And, you know, that's all I can really ask for. I mean, that's like book writers, like they get deadlines and they're kind of like, ah, I need an extension. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's that life or death, but I mean, 
that's pretty cool that you know you're getting to do that kind of stuff and to add to the D and D um, universe. Uh, and I think fifth yeah. edition is one of the first ones that's kind of let people add to its world um, compared to uh, previous editions. Um, I, yeah. how, I mean, how long have you been um, playing D and D? What what got you into it? So my dad is a massive D and D nerd. So I've technically been playing for 10 years okay. <laughs> doing first edition when I was like seven or eight there you and, go. you know, having that. And then I properly started on fifth edition about three years ago nice. um, and I've played once a week, every day, every week since. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a first edition uh, player as well. I started back in 88 and, you know, it's just one of those things where the the growth of the game itself is pretty amazing and yeah. um my dad never played D and he went nothing to do with it but my brother is the one that got <laughs> me into it and never looked back got that first set of dice i have hundreds of dice now and <laughs> yeah <laughs> it did not take me long to go from like i got this one set of dice just in case i need it to my current collection that's like at least 30. yeah like this character only uses these dice that's specific i can't work without these yeah. ones for that person oh yeah, yeah. um so so your your father got you into D and how, how many games have you gotten into uh over the years or you just settle with the same okay um i've like long-term game i've only been in one and i'm still in it that's good and uh, I've, you know, it's been two, three years since I joined, um, and, you know, it's it's my forever game. Uh, however, me and my friends over here and in the UK play one-shots all the time. I have, like, different groups for different one-shots and stuff, so I think I've probably played at least 30, if not more. Wow, but, nice. yeah, there's only the one so. So only in the UK do you uh, now that you know D and D's moved to like the digital world. Do you like one shot with people from all over the world, or you just stick in your community? So my my one long term game is I'm from the UK and everyone else is from the US, oh. so I get to play ridiculous hours in the morning. Yeah, that's that's how um, that's how mine is. Um, but. Uh, yeah, mostly it's like the one shots usually with people over here. Though I did play a couple of one shots at a convention last year. Yeah, oh, um, where it was like some someone was from France, someone was from the US, I was from the UK. Um, there was someone from Australia, and then I can't remember where the other guy was from. But it was just the coolest like sit down at the table, and everyone's just a massive misfit. We're like, cool, this can be great. Yeah, oh, I'd love to go to a convention just. Do a couple hours, get up from that table, walk to another table, and just be in a whole new world. And yeah. you know, it's pretty amazing. I, you know, that's the one thing I like about Europe is that there's such a uh, a wide range of of different countries and and backgrounds of folks yeah. that um, every table is massively different. Where like in the states, yeah, they're pretty the same, like your neighborhood basically or your town, you know, yeah. local game shop. And I, I was in London uh, a couple of years ago. That's that's our favorite place to go is London and England. Yeah. And uh, 
I couldn't find a game store. It took me forever to find one, but I found like three or four different Warhammer uh, shops. Yeah. And every time I go, no, you have yeah. dice, and they're like, get out. And I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Games Workshop over here. It is yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I went, I went to London once. We were looking for gaming stores everywhere, and it was like none anywhere. And then we found this one street with three, and we were like. <laughs> Okay, guys. That's it. Just, you know, spread out well, a little bit. Okay. And it, it's so <laughs> weird for being, you know, the country that has the Dragon Society, and you you would expect more gaming stores and and stuff like that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I was like, dang. I feel like it, the UK is like when it comes to actual like tabletop role playing, we don't really have like the stores and stuff they do in the US. But when it comes to LARPing. And live action stuff oh, yeah. that uh, I know of had other places. Yeah, I did D D in a castle uh in Newcastle a couple of years ago. And uh we oh, rent cool. we rented the entire castle basically and so people were dressed up but we don't LARP. I, I've never LARPed in my thirty years of D D. I've never like dressed up and like gone out there. But uh you know, we had this whole castle and this group of people came to visit the castle and all of a sudden they're just all these kids are watching like these adults throw dice down and like <laughs> acting out stuff and they're like what what is happening over here like, hey. yeah i uh i am a DD nerd and a cosplayer and i live in the middle of the countryside so there is often times where i'm stood in a field and there'll be walkers and i'm just holding a sword like <laughs> just sticking on me i'm not here if i stand still i'm not here <laughs> you're just like the drone is i'm taking pictures there's a drone i swear you know i'm not playing <laughs> people so who fun. are local to me know who i am yeah yeah <laughs> that's pretty yeah. cool uh so like larping i know it's a big thing over there and i how often do you you uh get all dressed up and get out there and, and do stuff i haven't larped i've been to two larping conventions and then i signed up to one finally to go and play this year and then obviously it's pretty much everything um yeah I, here's a better question what is larping <laughs> like, <laughs> good. i mean it's, i know it but i don't really know it it's D D, but you get to actually like spells throw the beanbag at the person you get to say what you're going to do there and then and they'll be like people dressed as monsters and you're in armor carrying a sword and it's just fun oh, okay so like some person's the random dragon that has to dress up in the hot costume in the heat <laughs> the dragon's going down but no one's striking it yeah but that suit's hot <laughs> oh, it's terrible. yeah uh, it's it's just kind of like it brings like D&D is wonderful in that you can absolutely like get into the story so easily um and but with LARPing it's like you're getting into the story and you're stood there and you're in the surroundings and you can literally interact with it which I was quite fine yeah, that's pretty fun. cool I, I would get a Krampus outfit I love Krampus he's a cool evil <laughs> little guy that would have been awesome to to LARP as Kramp, <laughs> Krampus and be like oh I'm a barbarian you know but <laughs> Uh, what, what, theme. yeah so so what's your larping what's your setup what's your outfit for larping like, um i am usually a rogue or a fighter um yeah. i have leather armor 
in my attic somewhere and then i've got swords and stuff oh right on so like for <laughs> I, for the sword fights you guys put like uh foam or something over oh that's it yeah well for, for you um, folks that aren't have, kind of we have foam swords is what we're supposed to use and then I just hold this one because it's actually metal and so much cooler than everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, as long as you don't pull it out and be like, wait a minute, that's shining. Um. <laughs> when when the, when we're losing really badly, I'm just like, right, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, everybody's staying away. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's this movie that came out, oh, like in the early 2000s, and they had LARPing on it. and all my friends and family that knew that I played D&D &D, there, is that what you do? You run around and, and have make-believe in the park? And I'm like, nope, nope, I don't get, I don't go that far. But, you know, it, no. it's, I, <laughs> I used to make chain mail and I sold all my, like I made a vest. It took like 380 cool. hours to like sit on the couch doing all the, the twining and then, and, 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 you know, uh, crimping it together. Uh, but it was so heavy and then like, uh, and then it's like, why did I make it? You know, and I was like, oh, I could have made this for all those LARPer people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember looking and being like, maybe I should update my thing from leather to chainmail. Then I looked to the price on the internet. I was like, I mean, no, I don't think <laughs> you can you can get all the equipment to make chainmail. It's like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. It's, it's really simple. And then like the, the twine, as long as you don't get the um, I was like, oh, I want to make black uh chain mail and there's a reason why people don't do that because the tarnish on the <laughs> black uh comes off on your skin and then so like i took the the vest off and you're supposed to wear something underneath but i was like ah whatever and uh, i just looked like i had the black plague and i was like no uh, and it didn't come off right away so uh. <laughs> but i mean chain mail making it's fun it's like one of those things you can just sit on the couch and just click 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 yeah and uh, not too much of a leather folk it's too hot i know england <laughs> is really hot in the summer when i was there yeah. we go in the summer and i'm like why is it so hot oh they have air conditioning thank god because uh germany they don't <laughs> they don't they don't have mainly where i live they don't so. uh, okay okay so the hotels have air conditioning because i know americans yeah. love their air conditioning yeah it's, it's <laughs> the uh it's the, like all the modern buildings get air con and then the rest of us live in like houses that were built in the 1300s. We're like, yeah. great, I have this one wall is cold, guys. Just stand next to it. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. You know, a lot of people never get that experience to, to be in around or in a building that's, you know, several hundred years old. And uh, I that's love right. history. And, you know, that's what I love about Germany. Yeah. Like, we have castle ruins 20 minutes away from us. And, yeah uh, we go to a ton of castles and um but the states you got nothing like that <laughs> yeah. no no fun cool stuff so well, right on uh so what what D, D edition is your favorite like what do you what's your go-to edition if you had to pick one or a combination yeah i would say like fifth edition is my favorite mainly because i play it the most and it's got the like it feels like it's got a lot more freedom than a few of the other ones i played um just in the terms of like if you want to homebrew an entire world and characters and 
classes and stuff there's a lot more you can do with fifth edition i don't know if that's because it's come up during all of like the internet and D beyond and things where everything is easier anyway i i think but, so i think that has a lot to do with it yeah but then i got my 10 year old godson into D using first edition because it's a lot simpler and i think especially if you're like because i want to you know infect all the children around me make them nerds um, <laughs> it's, it's the it's definitely like a, a better addition for kind of newcomers and just it has all the adventure and the excitement of D without like so many like dice and rolling and all the stats and stuff that you have with fifth edition oh i mean if you can master first edition oh my god when i was playing it you know the the modules were just made to kill everybody in the group you weren't meant to like survive and it's just one of those things where you're like oh my god am i gonna make it is this gonna happen because you go up to a door and then dm's like all right so you're gonna open it and he rolls like a dice and next thing you know yeah. oh four uh you're dead <laughs> it just says you're dead i'm <laughs> sorry that's it your character's dead or your character's entrapped yeah. in a different world and it's like okay so how i don't know that's what that's what gygax said <laughs> that's all the book that's says. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. I did a, a a first edition game a couple of years ago uh, with some friends, and we couldn't survive. No, no one lived. And it was like, <laughs> it's not me. It's the book, man. Um, so I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of people just uh, they they've never experienced that, and I think fifth edition's really opened up the world into you know you can survive. Yeah. Um, second edition was wasn't that much easier uh with hit points and some of the classes and characters um you just couldn't you know if you weren't strategic with how you made your character you could die in the first you know campaign um yeah what what are your thoughts on uh third 3.5 4 and 4.5 i don't think there's i've only played 3.5 um I was told to avoid for like the plague, so I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think like, I was, good. I was yeah, someone was like, don't play fourth edition ever. I was like, okay. I played one game in three point five. I was like, I'm gonna return to the safety of fifth edition, I think. I like yeah, this one. <laughs> I, I think they just the I couldn't get past all the character uh like they're they just look so the the art was so kiddish and and it took away from like second edition where the care you know it was hand drawn they look really rough yeah. and then eventually they're like oh they're way too artistry with it and, and it looks like yeah. you know kids books and stuff and that kind of turned me away yeah. and then their their systems their combat systems i was like oh garbage yeah um but i still use a little bit of all of those in my game um i yeah. use I use fifth edition as the foundation, but I'll pull monsters from second edition, first edition. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll pull stuff from everywhere just because I like some things more than others. And uh, yeah. So, so what do you like about what's the thing in fifth edition that you really go to that you like to use? I, as a player, I like it because um, just having one as many stats as you do so you can be a lot more like when it comes to role playing or out of combat stuff there's a lot of like 
you know compared to first edition there's a lot more kind of things you can roll for yeah a lot um, more skills I, I love the skills you yeah. Know. yeah 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 and then when it comes to dming um the variety and what i can create you know i've got a really stupid one shot that i played a while back where everyone in the party was a bard and they were trying to get on bards got talent um and you know that was literally the whole adventure was them trying to get on a talent show and then cut to the like meat grinder horrible like my players brought backup characters for these horror like halloween things that i do i like that i can do both of those with the same kind of addition and have the resources to do it uh, I did a Thanksgiving <laughs> special on Thanksgiving and everybody played a turkey and they had to survive the farm. Uh, you know, it, not a not a lot of D&D editions like give you the ability to do wild one shots like that. Yeah. Um, which is pretty neat. Uh, yeah. Like we've done Christmas ones where like it was my uh, a different DM in my kind of group who watched the Critical Role episode where they did the save Santa Claus thing. And yeah. so we kind of like did a similar one. Um, and yeah, I just, the showing up, everyone's playing elves. Everyone's playing like different classes within that. Everyone was playing absolutely the most chaotic character they could have thought of. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> the DM texted me the day beforehand going, yeah, so everyone sent me in the character sheets. And I just want to ask for help please <laughs> he was like can you please just change yourself to lawful neutral rather than chaotic neutral because i don't think i could deal with you <laughs> like, nah, <man. That's> <laughs> yeah you know uh, i think everybody for christmas has uh, evil santa or krampus uh we have krampus in ours yeah. uh, but everybody i've talked to like oh yeah we fought krampus and i'm like oh, okay i'm like everybody's fighting krampus i feel bad for the guy <laughs> Uh, for our Halloween <laughs> special, it was 12 episodes long, and they fought like the Headless Horseman. They fought uh, Teddy Ruxpick from the 80s, the little teddy bear, Buffalo Bill. Like, just I had a whole bunch of wild uh, NPCs that they fought. Not just one. I just I love Halloween, so I was like, everything's yeah, oh, gonna yeah. be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had like the three that I've done. I did a really horrible meat grinder that was basically like I need you all to bring three characters each because I've just looked at it and I don't know how easy you're going to survive we'll find out um and then we um we did one where it was uh they were trying to kill uh the pumpkin jack nice and then yeah we've just just I think we did call of Cthulhu or something like that one of the years but it kind of got like I don't remember it because I got so confused so quickly into the game. Oh, you know, for the call, so I took the uh, insanity stuff from Call of Cthulhu and I put it in my game. And instead of people dying and having to make new characters, they um, they respawn at a respawn point when they save themselves. And yeah, uh, yeah. my sister-in-law does the voice of the respawn station and. One area, it's like a photo booth. The next area, it's an electric chair for, um, you know, Halloween. Uh, season yeah. two in the D&D world, she's going to play um, the uh, from King Arthur. She's going to be the uh, the lady in the lake. And so that's how they're going to save. They have to go into the lake to save. 
And then in dungeons, the, it'll be an Iron Maiden that they have to get inside of, and you know she'll she'll do the voices of those. But yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, it's yeah, I love the Call of Cthulhu. I'm like, oh, instead of killing people off, I'll just I'll just have them lose sanity progressively until they're insane, that's or cool. they want to make another character. And, because uh, yeah. episode two, someone died, and I'm like, oh man, he commissioned to have his character art made, which he didn't even get yet. And I'm like, I can't, I yeah. can't kill off those guys. I mean, now that you know, being on a podcast and you spend the time to build the character and get all that stuff, you don't want to just, yeah, oh, sorry, <laughs> here's your character sheet, redo it. So, uh, but so I, we started a, uh, an explorer's guide to Wildmount game. We were like, we might podcast it, but we'll play a couple things and figure it out. And my character died three times in the first <laughs> like two games. And I was like, I need a new character because this is insane, guys. I, I know that's, think. that's wild. Oh my god. It's I've got a dice, which I love because it always rolls twenties or ones. That's always been its, oh, its okay. thing. So I love it. However, it naturally knows when I'm about to do a death save. And we'll roll a one <laughs> instantly. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you... I, you know, they you, with all these new softwares like Roll20 and D&D Beyond, uh, I don't use yeah. those programs. So a lot of my characters uh, are players. They always yeah. roll critical or, you know, they're always w- yeah. rolling a little bit high. Unless it's comical for the, the moment, then they, you know, they f- fumble. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's such a... It's such a hard thing to like keep a character alive or know how uh, yeah. how it's gonna go because like you could make an awesome character and your dice just like nope, <laughs> not gonna happen. Uh, so yeah, what what so what what's your favorite character um, as a DM to have in your games? Like, what do you like everybody to to mostly play? Like class and race, or just kind of yeah style yeah. Cl- of play? uh we'll we'll go with class and race uh what you like to do as a player and what you like your players to you know be like what are you comfortable with having at your table i mean as a dm i don't think i've ever met anything that i don't like um we had a kenku once that was quite cool um soulless hollowed creatures yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna play a Kenku. I was like, you know, you can't speak, right? And they were like, I'll come <laughs> up with a plan. And they were a Kenku mime from a circus. And I was like, yes, uh, you know what? I'm this, this is amazing. <laughs> that works. We'll make it happen. <laughs> I like it. Um, to play, I think Bard and Rogue are the two that I've loved playing the most. Um. Or probably Warlock as well. Those three are kind of my like. I either go for one or all of them. I played multi class with all three <laughs> once. It was absolute chaos. It was amazing. Oh yeah, I love those. Uh, Warlocks are my favorite. I love Warlocks. Uh, Warlocks. You know, Bards have really made it. You know, from first edition to now, I think it took them. You know, 30, 35 years to make the Bard like awesome again yeah uh, it was never good before no one wanted to play it and now it's like the bard is like the top one of the top classes to play because 
they yeah. get so much and then with today's technology you can edit in like music like i put music in from my bard and i'll have tunes playing in the background and yeah they get so many spells yeah. like level 10 they can learn two spells from people around them i was like yeah yeah, that was my, my favorite thing was showing up and everyone was like, oh, has anyone got removed curse? Because like, and they were like, oh, you know, Chet won't be because he's a bard. And I was like, aha, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I'm the guy with the spell that you guys need. <laughs> you yeah. can say, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I love playing a bard so much. It's just absolute chaos. And my... I'm really glad I chose to play a bard because now it's super fun. But my this is in my long America campaign. My character died, so I came back as a bard. Whilst we were on an island where everyone was a vampire except for the party. Nice. So I was like, I'm going to charm them. And then my DM was like, you can't. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were there for like half a year of playing. And I was like, I really want to go somewhere else, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. What What's your favorite bard musical instrument? I'm a fan of a lute. I yep. think it's a classic. Um, I play ukulele, and I believe they're similar enough that I can get away with it. Um, I've had uh, someone be a bard that plays a kazoo, <laughs> mainly because they wanted to play an instrument, and that was the only instrument they had to hand. So I was like, cool, you know what? <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> I but like yeah, I just yeah, it, it yeah, loot probably is my favorite. Just <laughs> classic. Yeah, our I, I let one of my players DM um Chris the Christmas special and we still have about three episodes I still gotta put out, but uh yeah. she kept she's like, Oh, you hear a loot and this and, and I'm like, I can't it's so hard to just find a loot uh by itself sound effect. <laughs> like can you pick some other instruments why, why don't you just have the triangle or you know like a guitar like everybody else why does it have to be like some weird <laughs> i have a harp why <laughs> you know <laughs> well i just want to see if you can find it <laughs> uh, yeah it's cool. at the, at the coolest bard we've met in game um was a captain of an army whose whose instrument was his he had like a massive battle axe and he would just bash it against the floor of really cool drum beats and inspire the entire army. I was like, I want to be this guy. I'm like, my character's like a five foot, really skinny <laughs> white dude <laughs> with a guitar, but I want to be that guy. <laughs> I want to be that guy. I'm like, oh, it's just, yeah. Well, that's a cool man. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, if I can ever get into a game where I'm a player, uh, you know, I, I love DMing, but I also like being a player as well. I think I'd yeah. play a bard, and then I'm going to go out and buy a cowbell, and that's just going to be my instrument. I'll just yeah. play different, <laughs> you know, speeds with the cowbell and <laughs> go with that, uh, yeah. or the triangle. Just some weird instrument that, you know, you just yeah. wouldn't expect. Uh, my bard, she has a, an acoustic guitar, but since I... Um, take modern times it has this little switch you can flip it to electric and i play her tunes through electric so like sometimes it'll have different abilities if she switches it to acoustic or electric and you know just to kind of spice it up a little bit that's cool yeah 
Yeah, trying to get her to sing her uh, her own background music, but she won't. I'm like, just give me some <laughs> opera notes that I can just. It'll be in the background. People won't won't hear it. She's like, nope, not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that'll just add to the podcast. Come on now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, right on. Cool. Um, so like going back to your your content creation and your company, like, uh, what. Is there something that you like you really like to focus on making and 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 sending out to people or um i started doing very recently um custom magical items that some of them were serious most of which was send me your mate's name and the stupid thing he does or that like when you, you go like the one friend that every friday drinks too much and dances no matter where you are like that kind of thing and i'm gonna i turn them into magical items for people um and then i over this christmas realized that i can then get them printed on things so as of mid-january end of january people can now get comedy magical items for their mates on uh the color changing mugs and dice bags which will be oh awesome. cool oh you do dice bags dang all right cool yeah that's awesome i like that yeah, those, are my, those are my favorite just because like you you know we get people i get people every now and again who have like an item that they want into their campaign or the dms made this thing and they want it formatted to look cool um and look like it's actually from a dnd book and then every now and again you get someone who's just like yeah i've got a friend who's a graffiti artist who keeps painting on all of my stuff can you passive aggressively tell him to stop using a magical item I'm like yes i can <laughs> i will absolutely do that for you i like that that's awesome right on it's great uh all right so for my uh, my final question for you if you're to be i, I already used the island already if you were trapped on a boat Okay. One other person in your group, and you had one bag of dice. What type of dice would those be? And besides the player's handbook, what would be your other book that you would have? And you could only play D and D. Okay. Um, dice. I would bring my lucky set of dice okay. that only fail me on death saves. <laughs> because they are the prettiest dice um are they and the are they plastic uh gemstone metal i i like metal there i want metal dice so i my god brother got some and they were like really loud and i was like i want those those look cool yeah. <laughs> uh no they're resin cast but they're like purple and they're glittery and they look awesome i'm right like on. um which book Oh, it would either be, oh God, I, I've narrowed it down to three, but I don't know how to choose them, I think. It would be between Curse of Strahd, Goes of Ravnica, or Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. Oh. But I'm not sure. Because hmm. yeah, Strahd we just killed in my in, in the big campaign. We've just murdered him. All right. So I'm still like, I love this one. I, I need to... I like and it. Then, I like yeah. Ravnica, Ravnica, I just love. It's got so much world building stuff, and I'm just like, yes. Okay. I, oh, I meant to say, 
any book out of D and D. It didn't have to be fifth. No, I've only I can't remember any of the first edition. Oh, the first edition didn't have any books. It was all modules. Uh, adventures. Yeah, are, right. yeah, the adventures Dungeons and Dragons second edition had this is the one that came out with all the yeah had the actual yeah. books for you. Um, mine's yeah. always monster I manual. I I could I could do anything. I just need to know all the monster stuff, and I, I would take first edition yeah. monster manual the most deadliest yeah but if you don't have the monster manual you can just pretend like oh this monster dies if i hit it with this because um science says so yeah magic yeah yeah science uh i'm the dm <laughs> yeah. so who who would you have <laughs> who would be the person guy girl father ah uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to choose now <laughs> because they will listen to this and then hopefully no one will get offended. Um, That's why I threw dad in there because I'm like, oh, well, you can't you can't not say dad. He's the one that got you into it. But then you can't say... <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't leave I mean, I would... But then I, I don't really want to be... <laughs> this is going to sound really I don't really want to be stuck on a boat with my dad like long term. <laughs> like, Fair enough. That's fine. We, <laughs> we have very different D&D styles. I am an absolute chaos lord. And I think he's a little bit more <laughs> chill. Um, I would probably, in my American campaign, there's a player called Hans. He is a fighter. And with my bard and with my rogue, the his fighter and us have always been the kind of like, he's got a chaotic idea. I'm going to do it. That is just how we bounce off of each other. So I feel like just playing a game with him will always be fun and very stupid. <laughs> all right and then after about 12 hours playing you get rescued by uh you know yeah <laughs> so and then you're good you can survive you know um all right well thanks Annis, for joining us on maximal entertainment uh interviewing podcast and thank you for having me yeah we hope to have you back again maybe check out some of your uh your work and uh keep checking in with you so thank you much awesome Hope you enjoyed our interview with Dungeons Delinquents. Join us each week as we interview other folks within our industry. If you would like to be on the show, go ahead and email us at MaximumRollEntertainment at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links are in the show notes along with our guests that we had on today. All of their social medias are linked in the show notes as well and check them out on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever else you download your podcast we also have some other shows joining us on the network coming up shows like crumpets and kerosene late night with jess and jam dungeons dragons and dice constructive chaos and adventures roundtable so stay tuned and learn more about those shows in the coming months thanks for listening have a great and wonderful day mm-hmm.